you've run from foster homes in six counties. I can take care of myself. When you're 18, give these people a chance, because that's what they're giving you. This is Billy Batson. Make sure you make him feel at home. They seem nice, but don't buy it. It gets real Game of Thrones around here. Dude, just messing around. You look at me and you're like, why so dark? You're a disabled foster kid. You've got it all. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. Thank you for listening to the Lucky Dog Podcast. Please go down to paypal.me slash the lucky dog podcast to donate thank you and thank you for listening today we are discussing shazam directed by david f sandberg david f sandberg is responsible for directing lights out annabelle creation and closet space this movie stars Zachary Levi as Shazam, Demon Hanzu as the wizard Shazam, Mark Strong as Dr. Thaddeus Sylvania, Sylvania, I'm sorry, I'm going to say that wrong a bunch of times, Um, Jack Dylan Grazer as Freddie Freeman, I think Jack Dylan Grazer is the, uh, yeah, Jack Dylan Grazer is uh, the young boy who plays Eddie on It, the fast-talking guy. He's like, oh, my gosh, oh, my God, you know, i got to take my pill and that, uh, that type of stuff. That The guy's always trying to pop pills and do whatever, um, take his medicines or whatever on It. Uh, yeah, Jack Dylan Grazer. Loved the kid in that. It was hilarious. I'll tell you a little bit more about my impressions of him in this. Um, we also have uh, Asher Angel playing Billy Batson as the main character. Um, okay, so... Let's uh, break down the synopsis real quick. We have, here's the synopsis. We all have a superhero inside us. It just takes a bit of magic to bring it out. In Billy Batson's case, by shouting out one word, Shazam. This streetwise 14-year-old foster kid can turn into the adult superhero Shazam. So, that's that's the premise. Uh... The main parts about this two, what is this, a two-hour, 12-minute movie, PG-13, is that it is coming from the DC side of the comics. Now, this is not a Marvel comic for anyone that, you know, is in all involved in that, um, into the comic book realm. Uh, this is taking on what I've heard is the new D-52, um, the new comic book series, and this is taking uh, bits and parts of the animation um, featuring it, the animation featuring Shazam, where they use the uh, the the quote unquote big narrative the, the the movie big narrative style structure in telling um, who he is. So apparently Shazam has not always acted as uh, as a kid or as a uh, a teenager. It was only more recently where they've started writing him in this fashion. But um, the main thing about this, uh, you know, action comedy, whatever you want to call, it, kind of you know, adventure movie, um, is it has a lot of tonal and thematic value to it that I was not expecting and. It works a lot better as a movie that is 
um, about, you know, these themes and tones, um, you know, about family and, you know, reassuring, you know, who your actual family is and um, kind of reinforcing the idea that uh, being, uh, you know, a foster child in a foster home is not always a bad thing. And I think that um, Shazam, the movie, wraps this uh, core value of family and identity is wrapped around the uh, the Shazam movie. Now, it's it's kind of hard to say that, you know, without going into spoilers and whatnot. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? Core values, you know, morals, what what's going on? What I'm basically saying is this movie works a lot better as a movie about family and coming together than it does more as a superhero movie, even though I thought the superhero movie aspects worked. Um, this, uh, the main character, Billy Batson, um, I'm kind of, Tad's, this is not really spoilers, but I'm kind of giving a synopsis. So if you want to go in cold, I would say, um, go ahead and pause this right now and then go in. I'm, I'm going to give kind of a little bit of detail to, to, um, the synopsis just so we can help explain what, what the Shazam movie is, uh, generally about. Um, so just the general plot synopsis of Billy Batson is this kid that is, kind of had a rough upbringing and he's brought into this family who is uh uh it's it's a foster family and the dynamics that are set up between the foster family and uh Billy Batson um coming in um are nice it you don't always see portrayals uh positive portrayals of foster families um very often in movies and I love the way that this movie tackles it um the way they tackle all of the family tonal themes, I think all of that works. I think the writers, what is it, uh, Henry Gaiden, Darren Lemke, and uh, Bill Parker and C.C. Beck are the creators of Shazam. Um, so the screenplay is by Henry Gaiden. Um, let's see what he's responsible for. Okay, so Henry Gaiden has been a writer on uh, Earth to Echo, Ham Sandwich, short, it's a short... Um, he was a miscellaneous crew on Spider-Man 3, but I, I, it doesn't look like he has too much writing credits under his belt. Um, Darren Lemke, this is a this is the other writer that is uh, credited on it. Let's see what he's done. He's done Turbo. He's done Jack the Giant Slayer, Goosebumps, Shrek 3D. Um, this guy's kind of written all over the wall, honestly. Um, so I guess that's kind of where the... Uh, the oh, he also directed a little bit of Lost. Um so, yeah, so uh, Darren Lemke is the other writer credited on Shazam. And I would say Henry Gaiden and Darren Lemke, they bring an interesting tone um, when it comes to the the thematic tones and values of family and superheroism and being wholehearted and good and, and, and that type of person into this movie. I think that it's 70% fulfills what it's about what it's uh, aiming to do now with saying that i think that it kind of goes splits off into this kind of like buddy buddy comedy when um once billy obtains these um these powers i think that you know the 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 way that billy batson is portrayed by asher angel comes off as kind of uh uh, uh, not emo, but 
he kind of comes off as, uh, hmm, let me see. He kind of comes off as, you know, a moody teenager, honestly. And when he turns into Shazam, I think there is a fundamental problem. And I'm able to say this in a non-spoiler section, that those two characters don't feel like the same person. When Zachary Levi comes on as Shazam, Shazam does not actually feel like Billy Batson. Um, So I think the biggest problem with this is that... um, it feels like there's two different storylines that were written and they were kind of mashed together. And when I say mashed together, I think it was done with care. It's not like all of a sudden you're, you know, you're spending this brutal time with, uh, you know, the, your main character. And then all of a sudden he says Shazam and it's just a fun old time. Um, it's not quite that jarring. I'd say it's done a little bit more elegantly, but Overall, the biggest complaint throughout the entire movie felt very much from um, Asher Angel's portrayal of Billy Batson felt much different than when Zachary Levi would turn into Billy as, you know, Shazam. So that ultimately lied my uh, lies where I had the biggest gripes. I thought from a technical standpoint, other than other than the writing of the main character, um, everyone else, I thought supporting actors were, uh, were excellent. Um, the, everyone that was involved in, with his family, um, what was it? Marta Millens as Rosa Vasquez as the mother, Cooper Andrews as Victor Vasquez as the father. Um, we have, uh, we have the kids, we, uh, we have a very strong, um, I would say it was a strong, I don't know, what do you, what do you want to call it? I don't know, grasp on the core family values. But when it came down to writing the, uh, what was it? The, uh, the superhero parts, I didn't feel like the superhero parts were, um, you know, exuberant. I didn't think that was anything that I was like, holy shit, I got to go back and see that right now. You know, um, I'd say the biggest problem for Shazam is that it suffers from taking parts and bits and bits and pieces from other, you know, superhero movies that, you know, are just as good, if not better. Um, And it tries to do it in this in a way that's still interesting. And in some scenes, I would say they are effective and others, not so much. Um, when it comes to the antagonist, it's a, it feels very generic for the most part, with the exception of one or two scenes. I would say um, there were two scenes that that made this antagonist slightly better than most from the DC uh, side. I would say um, still tr- the the antagonist being Mark Strong playing Doctor Thaddeus Sylvania. He's going to be Sylvania for me. <laughs> um, I, I think that's a TV. Uh, but anyways, let's see. Anything else from uh, non-spoiler POV? Basically, it just came down to the writing of uh, Shazam. And like like I said, I enjoyed pretty much both parts of Billy Batson's character when he's a teenager and then when he turns into Shazam. The thing is, they don't co- coalesce together as a single entity ever, in my opinion. I don't feel like those characters ever 
ever felt like they had met each other, honestly. They felt like they were playing two different uh, people. I was trying to think of who would have been... I, I like Zachary Levi as um, uh, Shazam, but I was trying to think of who else would have played Asher Angel slightly better as a grown-up version um, of himself. I, I didn't have anyone specifically in mind when I was thinking of it, but um, I don't know, just... Um, maybe uh what what is that Zach Efron maybe a little bit could have played more of a moody the thing about Zachary Levi in this is he plays it so kind of whimsical and he almost plays like you know a, a dumb cocky he dumb cocky guy and Asher Angel is playing much more of a low-key mellow mood um kind of like uh, boy, not he's not on the run, but he kind of plays more or less, you know, the independent, you know, lone wolf kind of guy. And I never got that same feeling from uh, Zachary Levi as Shazam. So, um, that was one thing I was just like, I don't, mm, you know, um, the writing in this is just like, eh. um, Jack Dylan Grazer loved him in it. In this, as Freddie Freeman, I thought they were trying to kind of do the same riffing, you know, him fast-talking. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah I, I, I got this, you know, I got this from other DC comics, I got this, you know. Uh, they, they name, all, he's, he's you know, responsible for giving us tons of uh, Easter eggs and stuff throughout the movie. And I think the Easter eggs that are, are dropped in Shazam are done so much more elegantly than, uh, say, I think it was Justice League. Um looking on a damn computer, you're like, like that shit, it's like, hell no, so, um, what do we have out here, hmm. <sighs> let's see, um, okay, um, Darla Dudley is, uh, one of the, one of the siblings, played by Faith Herman. She does a phenomenal job. I just want to give a shout-out to her. Um, Ian Chen, you know, he does an adequate job as uh, Eugene Choi. I'd say these these uh, these child actors stuck, st stood out the most for me. Um, we had the the token, um, his, uh, what was it, gay Latin guy, who is Pedro Pena, played by Jovan Ahmed. Um, I, once you start to see that there is a, you know, the, the token, the token black girl, the token Asian boy, the token Hispanic or uh, sorry, Latin, Latin fella, it just starts to feel like they're starting to, uh, you know, use all the colors of the rainbow, you quote unquote, you know, they're trying to get one of each group in this, uh, house. And, um, I guess it's effect it's effective in the way it's done. It's a little bit obvious and a little bit on the nose, but I you know, I, I thought it was cute and I like the way that the the family is portrayed. Um overall. Let me see what else we have. Um, um Okay, so I think we've about hit the part where I am gonna start talking about spoilers. Um 
Demon Haju, I would say, as the wizard, did uh, did an excellent job. I can't believe he's uh, playing a wizard now. I feel like he's not old enough, and I still remember him in a Never Back Down or whatever the hell he was in, whooping ass and whatnot. And so I don't think of him as typically as an old wizard or something like that. So, um, yeah, it was a little weird. Um, let's see what else. Um, let's jump into spoilers for uh, Shazam. Bam, Shazam. Okay, so um, let's see. Spoilers for Shazam starting right now. Okay, so we have seen Shazam by now. Get out of here if you don't want to see uh, or hear any uh, spoilers regarding Shazam. Couple of things that I really liked. I adored the Foster family um, tonal theme. I think throughout the entire movie they do this excellent job of reinforcing values of uh, people that you know aren't your blood. Doesn't just because the the people you live with don't share your blood doesn't mean you're not family. Um, I, and I I think they really reinforce that with. Uh, Things showing, like, first of all, having positive uh, influences in the family, role models. You know, the the house was not falling apart. I think of, like, movies like Like Mike and stuff like that, of how terrible they show the uh, the the foster home that kids have to stay in. I, I just refer back to that all the time of how bad, you know, uh, if you think about how bad foster homes are treated in movies. Um but I, it was really refreshing to see a positive take on it. I love to see the bumper sticker that said, um, uh, fo- "I'm a foster parent. What's your super? What's your superpower?" I was uh, I was almost in tears for that. I'm uh, being an, an adopted child. It uh, it means a lot to me to be uh, uh, to be uh, acknowledged in that way. I would say just as. Um, a, a child of quote unquote the system. I was adopted at such a young age, so I I never I was never in the system quote unquote the system. Um, so I I was fortunate enough to be adopted into a, a great household, and so I, I I I it means a lot to see that represented on on screen. And honestly, I've never seen it on screen um, until now, especially this blunt. Um, so I would say I I really liked the tonal themes of family throughout this um the parts of the the superhero parts um well let's talk about the visuals real quick i thought the visuals of um mark strong's character as a young boy when he's uh when they're traveling to go see the the wizard, um, the, the the car ices up and it kind of looks like this uh, effect they did in uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory of uh, the uh, the windows in the in the not in the Charlie Chocolate Factory movie, but like the well in okay we're back in the Charlie Chocolate Factory. You remember when they were going down the tunnel and you know. Uh, in the original in the 70s version and you know don't know he's rowing everyone's rowing it felt like they were doing that that time travel type thing when they were going to see the grand wizard at the very beginning of the movie and uh they did the same kind of thing when they had uh billy on the subway and the subway train car started going super fast and lights were going crazy and you know he's freaking out and it feels like you're on a fucking ride and i was like dude this is um I, i love the way it was um portrayed so 
I thought the visuals were done pretty well. Um, Antagonist kind of had iffy feelings about it, mostly because Mark Strong's character is heavily relying on uh, one of the Sedley Devon Deadly Sins and the Sedley the Sedley the Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, they are. I don't know, they're represented in sort of distinct ways, but also in very similar ways. And when I say that, they all have, they all visually look very much the same, but when you look at the detail, some, you know, uh, Glutton is extra fat, or uh, uh, what are the other, uh, Greed has, um, the the monster Greed has extra hands. And I didn't realize this until I listened to a, a couple other podcasts. When I was watching that, I wasn't exactly thinking it, except for the maybe uh, Glutton. I, I was like, okay, so he's supposed to be you know one of the seven, seven deadly. But most of them just look like characters from Venom. They look like um, Shazam was having to fight uh, Venom the entire time. So I was like, eh. Um, mixed feelings about that. So um, I enjoyed Mark Strong's performance. He always plays a, you know, a solid bad guy. Got mixed feelings about how it was executed and how it was completed. Um, the action that revolves around him, I enjoy the action that is around um, Mark Strong's character. Generally, in these superhero movies, you see, you know, um, it's uh, a human fighting an alien, and the alien explodes into purple. You know, blood goes everywhere, something like that. This, this is the aliens are attacking the people. And fucking the people up, like throwing them off of buildings, eating their heads off, like uh, ripping them in half and shit like that. I mean, I was very surprised by the types of violence that we were getting with um, um, these uh, Seven Deadly Sin guys. So I was, I was like, oh shit. Um, I guess that's where the horror director, uh, David Sandberg got his uh, chops from. I mean, he originally started out with Lights Out, and then he had Annabelle Creation the year after. So he knows his um, his horror. So I I honestly would have wanted it to just be a tad bit scarier. I didn't actually feel to the I didn't feel that much that uh, Billy was ever going to be you know taken out for for good. Um, the biggest spoiler would be that. Billy gives the power to all of his siblings and I guess removes the ability to give it to anybody else, to my knowledge. Um, so for right now, uh, visually, I liked it. Tonally, I liked it. Thematically, I liked it. I don't know if it actually worked. So, um, the one big thing about having all of the kids turned into super, superheroes or whatever at the end is that opens a can of worms for everybody at the end. You know, it's like, oh my goodness, so now everyone's super. Um, I had heard from other podcasts that people think that the casting done on the siblings was better and better written to to suit their younger selves than Zachary Levi and... Uh, uh, was Angel Asher, Asher Angel were uh, written, and so I had to think about that a few times, and I was like, I think they're right. I think, 
I don't know what happened with the casting or the writing, but somewhere there there is a big divide between who Zachary Levi thought he was playing and who Asher Angel was told to play. So, where do you, I don't I'm not really sure where what you chalk that up to just direction or is that you know um, I I can't exactly tell because. You know, he's so wisecracking as Shazam, but when he turns into Billy, he's just all, all you know, bug and, you know. And it was nothing wrong with Asher Angel's performance. I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot more um, low-key than I was expecting. It was a subtle performance, but he had to do a lot with it, um, especially with the whole uh, the whole part about his mother. I mean, um, his, his mother giving him up and then re reuniting to find her and then her dropping that news on him. I mean, that was a big fucking bombshell. And I had heard that some people think that, uh, it felt it, that felt like it came from another movie, but I don't really think it did. I still think that this movie had very deep ties into, uh, you know, into family and they talk about it throughout the entire movie, you know, how important family is. And, um, they, I mean, they reinforce it with the mother showing that um, she doesn't give a shit. Even once, oh, as a young girl, she could barely give a shit. She said, you know, she was she was seventeen, even though she still looked the same age. Or makeup job, um, kind of. Eh. But um, Billy's mother, once she sees him again as an older, you know, once he's fifteen or whatever, fourteen, she still doesn't give a shit. I don't even think she gives him a hug, but barely gives. I mean. Just terrible, just just terrible. So, um, yeah, it wasn't very. It, Caroline Palmer is Billy's mom in this, and I, I don't really think I've seen her in too much. Um, but they they really shafted her, that character and, and decided we don't we don't want her. But if you if you really think about it, and you talk to some people about what they should have done with his mother, it's like what are the uh, the real options that we could have, you know, like, uh, his mom takes him back. That would not feel natural. I mean, there'd have to be a big explanation for why, um, the mother was not there for so long. So honestly, I, I, I like it, how it was handled. Um, given how strong the family ties are in this, I would really say that this is, um, I'm giving it a seven out of 10, mostly because, the char- the main character was not um written um i would say can uh the continuity in it was not um perfect and so that was where it really took me off the rails um the family stuff keeps the the rating higher for me which seven it's okay um i would still recommend it um it was a solid watch and i'm glad i watched it i don't know how long i'm going to remember it Let's see, anything else? Mm, the very end has... Uh, <laughs> okay, so the bullies, hold on. The bullies in this entire movie are straight-up 80s bullies, and they're beating up crippled kids in this. Um, completely ridiculous. Cut the bully shit. We don't need this anymore. And I honestly thought that Shazam... I was expecting Shazam to you know whoop up on some bullies or something like that. I, I, I didn't feel like I ever got the comeuppance that the bullies really needed, and it was just like... And honestly, the bullies were were bad, but the school was just as bad too. Because the school was, you know, making fun of uh, Freddie just as much as, um, you know, if as anyone else, as the bullies were. So, um, 
I don't know. In some of the some of the directional scenes, it felt like a little bit too on the nose, just a little bit too campy. It's like you know when Freddy says, "Oh, I got my my best friend," you know, Shazam coming. You know, everybody keep an eye out, and everybody is standing around the uh, the lunch table of Freddy, and you know he's having to explain being a you know a dumb sack. Um, I I think it's a little bit on the nose. It's a little bit you know. Too much to handle at sometimes, you know, when it comes to the campiness and goofiness. Um, but I'd say generally it works. I had a weird, I had a weird uh, relationship with the comedy in this. I felt like I was chuckling every couple minutes, but not like dying laughing. I thought I was going to be, you know, uh, laughing up, you know, coughing up a lung because I was laughing so hard or something like that. But it, it, that never, that never happened. I don't think that ever really ensued. Um, yeah, it it does have an amalgamation of things going on in it. I would say there was no reason to have Ian Chin and uh uh straight nerd out the entire time. You don't need the the Asian boy to to be um uh, to be constantly playing video games and then when the, the, a fight comes, he grabs nunchucks out of nowhere. That was I I I haven't heard any podcast talk about that, but I was just like, why the fuck does that bully have nunchucks in the back just so Ian Chin can slap himself in the face <laughs> I was just like, oh my god oh my god I'm sorry Ian they they really got you on that one um you know what's weird about uh this is uh uh was it Freddie where the hell is this thing Freddie um Freeman Jack Dylan Grazer I loved him in it, and I think it was just his crazy dialogue off the top. He just had to continuously say, you know, oh, my God, what the fuck? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Oh, my God, my mother. It's like, it's like that. And I always thought he was hilarious, but the thing is I want him in more things, but I want him in more things as himself from it, and that's impossible now because, well, obviously you can't go back in time, but, I mean, like, I wish that I had seen him growing up in like a, a television show or something like that. So we could, there's just more footage of him as a young, crazy little boy right, rambling off his, you know, off his rocker. And we don't, we don't get that at all. So, um, I don't know. I thought that, uh, he was, he was pretty good in this and, uh, they had to restrain him just a tad bit because it was a PG-13 label, and I, I loved him dropping the hard F when he was, uh, on it, so that was one thing I, I missed out a little bit on him, his character, but I think he did pretty good, uh, playing off, uh, Asher Angel and Zachary Levi, um, and, uh, you know what, I think that, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna call it, um, oh, actually, I had heard some people talking about Zachary Levi should have played uh, Jack uh, Freddy, an older Freddy instead of an older Billy, which would have been an interesting movie. It would have been a completely different movie. Um, now that I think about it, it honestly would have been a pretty good movie though, because normally there's not two comedic guys, and what they did in this is they had they didn't have a straight person, and the straight the straight guy was Billy. But then when he turned into Shazam, he wasn't the straight guy anymore, and neither was Freddy. So they were both bouncing off each other just uh, like crazy. So I think what might have been better is if Asher Angel played 
I, I I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. I I wish I could do some, you know, typecasting or something like that. You just recast every not typecasting, just recasting everybody just so that we could see what the movie would have been like. I think I would have liked Freddie Freeman as the main character and then Asher Angel could have been could have been the the uh, brother that is reluctant to, you know, to be super or something like that. I don't know. There's something weird about it. I don't know. I guess the main character just had to be, you know, melancholy because, you know, oh, we had a rough, battered life coming up or something like that. I didn't exactly understand what was going on, but uh, um, I think I would have written it just a tad different, you know, but I guess you don't really know that till you know, the movie's out. So I thought the movie was um, solid for what it was. I'm not sure if I'm going to remember it in a year or something like that, you know, but it was a a solid watch. Thank you for listening to the Lucky Dog Podcast. Check us out on all the social medias. Um, We stream on Twitch. Check us out on Twitch if you want to see this live, ask some, you know, um, comments, questions, concerns, that type of thing. Either check us out on Twitch or uh, email us at theluckydogpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and... <laughs> You're dead. Sorry about your window. Have a good but night. You're welcome for not getting robbed. Oh, hey, what's up? I'm a superhero.